more music. Generally, because I'm more music. Yes! Yes! Homa, baby! 70 to 1, winner! Lock it! Boom! Trust me! WGC this week, we're gonna run it back, let's get it! Episode 15, I think. I don't even know what episode it is, but it is 30 minutes about nothing. So I appreciate you guys all being here. Um, Man, what a week. What a weekend for Max Homa. God damn. We called it 70 to 1. I told you, throw some shekels on him. Throw some shekels on him. So I know my boy T Gaines, he got him $10.55 to 1. Nice $550 come up. I had $10, well, five and five for me and my brother. So we had him 70 to one. So $10 to win 700. Lock it, pop, lock it, drop it. And then I won an extra 150 on DraftKings. So, you know, nice little $850 come up for. You know the rich family, five fifty for T gains. Dude, I don't even know how many people uh, picked him, but at seventy one, man, it was just great to see. We were living and dying on everything that uh, that man did on Sunday. He was playing too good. He was playing too good not to win, and I had to Facetime my brother like pretty much the entire last couple holes. Uh, because he doesn't have cable so you know he had to ride or die with me Uh, it was a battle between Homa and Fino as Burns pretty much gave it away he was leading the entire tournament and uh, then just kind of faltered there on the back nine and uh, Mac got it done so I'm facetiming Colton I'm like hey you know we got a real shot here at uh, Max Homa winning this thing and I'm, you know, FaceTiming him and I'm just literally just have it glued on the TV and we're going through the roller coasters up and down. And the way that Max hit that shot on 18 and stiff it to three feet, four inches. Oh my goodness. The amount of noise that that would have brought in on a normal tournament. Uh, you know, it always just sucks. It's like there's no fans to erupt after someone hits an incredible shot like that. Literally stone cold nuts coming down 18. You know, you know, tournament on the line. You really need a birdie here to win. And to hit a shot like that to give himself, you know, a chance. And ultimately, obviously, the disappointment of, of lipping it out. And it, it was a tough putt. So, you know, people for saying that he might you know, choked on that, whatever. It was a tough putt. It broke a lot. 
Um, so you're like, what? Let's, let's go. And to have it just lip out is the ultimate ball crusher kick to the gonads. Like, God damn. So, you know, he, he, and his like presser and, uh, you know, post round interview and things like that after he ultimately won. I mean, the shot off the tree was epic. Like no reaction from him as he gets up there. Just cool as a cucumber hits the shot of a day, you know, hooky, flippy, cutty, whatever wedge that was to like 10 feet, you know, it was awesome. Like I'm, you know, fanboying, but Max is awesome. He uh, he's a good guy to root for. Happy go lucky guy, and uh, yeah, I'm just super jazzed that he ended up winning. Obviously, it was a huge win for him. Uh, I listened to his podcast the next day and kind of just hear his, you know, version of of going through that. And obviously, he's been there going to that tournament growing up in Valencia he's been going to that tournament since he was like you know he said he went like as like a two-year-old boy with his dad so super cool to see and uh, like I said you can't not like the guy uh he said he really he said that that shot on 11 um where he kind of hit a bad drive over to the right and he had to punch out through the trees he said um, you know, that was some home course mojo because he, he yanked it left and it went through, it had all the right to hit the trees, but it didn't, it went right through the smallest pocket of, of window. And he's like, at that moment I knew it was like, this is a hometown, you know, this is my home course. Like I'm, I'm winning this thing. So after that missed putt, it was a, uh, a cool quote I wrote down here. He said, uh, you only fail if you don't learn from your mistakes and um and that just stuck with me as far as you know just a life thing uh, doesn't have to worry about it but just uh really cool to see and uh obviously tiger being one of his heroes uh being able to win at his event at the genesis uh was you know really cool and you know having him hand over the trophy and congratulate max you know it's it just was cool to hear it from his perspective of you know having his idol uh you know congratulate him but obviously this being tuesday night um right now it's 10 22 p.m and uh obviously today we went through a whirlwind you know we see you know, such a great tournament on sunday and then today tuesday morning we get the information Obviously, that Tiger was involved in a, you know, horrific crash. It just sucked. It really blew the... It's like, what are we doing? 2021, another idol, iconic, you know, icon in transcending sports. You had Kobe in 2020. January 26, 2020, Kobe, uh, you know, passed away and... You, you almost had a reminiscence of it this morning, literally February 23rd, 2021, like almost a year, you know, a year and a month, we almost lose another guy, another icon, another person who transcends sports and brings people together. Uh, it was very difficult and you kind of wanted, I was like literally searching Twitter and figuring out all the information I could um on that and 
as the story unfolded, it's it it it's like okay, Tiger, you know, you just went through another back surgery. That presser that you did on Sunday with Sir Nick Faldo, I mean, you you kind of looked like you were a little bit impaired, like you were on the sauce a little bit, some pills, some natural remedy for his back surgery. You know, you kind of was having like the temperament of someone who was subdued a little bit. So I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt of being like, I just hope that wasn't why why you crashed. It wasn't a fall asleep at the wheel thing or, you know, you know what was going on there. So um, obviously after seeing all these updates of, you know, deputies saying he was, quote, lucid and calm, uh, he was obviously, he wasn't able to stand. Obviously the man just got in a horrific car accident, but to say that he was lucid and calm, like that's some good news, man. Really don't want to see him relapse and, and go back on pills or anything like that. But I kind of wanted to read something that was just put out here. Uh, so let me pull it up. Okay, so this was released by TGR, which is basically, um, you know, a Tiger's brand. So um, we thank everyone for the overwhelming support and messages during this tough time. As previously communicated, Tiger was involved in a single car accident earlier this morning in California. He has undergone a long surgical procedure on his lower right leg and ankle after being brought to the hospital. Quote by Anish Mahan, uh, which is a chief medical officer at Harbor UCLA Medical Center, said, Mr. Woods suffered significant orthopedic injuries to his right lower extremity that were treated during emergency surgery by orthopedic trauma specialists at Harbor UCLA Medical Center, which is a level one trauma center. Communicated, or yeah, commuted, commuted? Open fractures affecting both the upper and lower portions of the tibia and fibia bones were stabilized by inserting a rod into the tibia. Additional injuries to the bones of the foot and ankle were stabilized with a combination of screws and pins. Trauma to the muscle and soft tissue of the leg required surgical release of the covering of the muscles to relieve pressure during the swelling. So right now he's currently awake, responsive, and recovering in his hospital room. Thank you to the wonderful doctors and hospital staff at Harbor UCLA Medical Center and the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department and Fire Department. Your support and assistance has been outstanding. There are no further updates at this time, and we continue to thank you for your well wishes and privacy for him and his family. Dash TGR. So it's good to see that the surgery went well, and, and man, it's going to be tough to get back into golf like you know he's a golfer you're gonna think about when is tiger gonna be back everyone was asking you know how's this back surgery is he gonna play at the masters is he gonna play at the u.s open and i mean going through that it doesn't look look good um but i hope you know the best for him and his family and and a speedy recovery so uh we'll we'll see how that how that goes but 
Um, he was on his way to go give, um, you know, kind of some lessons or play with Drew Brees and Justin Herbert. Um, that's why he crashed, I guess, uh, just being late and going too fast. And you just wonder if he just looked down for a second and, or was playing with the radio, who knows, but, uh, not a good deal there. Um, so kind of like a narrative going into this week, we have, uh, the WGC, event so it's the wgc workday at concession so concession is a golf course in florida it's going to be the first year that this tournament is going to be played there due to covid travel restrictions it's normally played um in mexico um at golf club de chapultepec but this year it'll be at uh, jack nicholas designed um concession so We'll see who really, uh, you know, bodies of the beast this this week and wins one for Tiger. Um, you know, that's obviously going to be the storyline. So let's go into it. Obviously, uh, today um, I didn't really do too much of a like, you know, I, I, ha- I kind of always have like a script and stuff. Um, I did like a course pr- breakdown, but for golfers uh, this week, it's a little bit more difficult to predict since we haven't had any previous course history here. This is going to be the first time that uh, most of the PGA uh, professionals have seen this course. So uh, we can only really go by, you know, some comparable courses and some other Jack Nicholas designs. Um, you know, he kind of uses the same styling throughout most of his courses so uh, there's a couple on tour and especially one that we can get into uh, but I'm kind of going to go off the hip on my favorite golfers this week Uh, I'm only putting one lineup in so I'll have only six guys that I'm going to be playing this week Um, and I think uh, you know Dustin or John Rahm will win so let's get into it So the PGA Tour is moving to Florida this week to start a four-week Florida swing. They just went through the California West Coast swing. Now they move across the country for four weeks. Uh, All the next events will be in Florida. So uh, all the top golfers in the world head to Concession Golf Club for the WGC Concession Championship Workday. Um, This is... The first time the tour has been played at this course, but it did host the 2015 NCAA championship, uh, which was won by Bryson DeChambeau, uh, probably also 40 or 50 pounds lighter. Uh, He took down a field that included John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Xander Schauffele, and Thomas Detry, uh, as well as CT Pan. Um, This week, There are only 72 golfers in this field, and it is a no-cut event, meaning everyone gets to play till Sunday. You know, they get four rounds guaranteed, um, so no cut. One thing about the WGC events is that the cream usually rises to the top, so winners of these events are usually within the top 10 of the golf world rankings. So uh, not not another 70-to-1 home bet this week. Uh, you're really gonna have to look at, you know, Dustin Johnson at six to one, John Rahm at ten to one, uh, you know, Cantlay at eighteen to one. So you're not really getting, uh, you know, JT's at eighteen to twenty to one. So you're not really getting too good of odds on some of these guys. Um, so I probably will not be putting an outright bet 
but it doesn't mean you can't. I'm going to be playing him in DraftKings. So uh, let's get into kind of the course breakdown. Uh, the concession golf club is 7,452 yards with uh, it's a par 72 with four par fives, four par threes, and 10 par fours. The four par fives range from 545 yards to 607 yards. The par five 13th is the shortest par five. And as long as the wind isn't blowing in their face, most golfers will be able to clear the pond on their tee shots and go for the green in two. The par five third hole is the second longest at 577. This looks pretty straightforward with little trouble off the tee and golfers should be able to score well in this hole. The par 5 17th hole looks to be the most difficult at 590 yards. Water runs up the entire left side of the hole and golfers will have to uh, drive the ball on point to reach this in two. And I think we'll see, you know, plenty of like the short fairway finders, you know, whether that be fairy wood or hybrid um, to stay in the short grass off the tee. The par 5 7th is a long john coming in at 670 or 607 yards and looks like a precise tee shot will be needed. A miss to the left lands in the bunker and a miss to the right lands in the trees. So this will probably be a three shot hole for most. So the par 5s, there's four of them. Scoring will need to come in on these four holes. The par threes are long, ranging from 211 yards to 237 yards, with one playing around 185 yards, which is basically a, you know, these par fours or par threes is pretty much a get your par and move on kind of hole. Uh, on approaches, golfers will see decent sized greens, but don't let that fool you. These greens are highly undulated with multi-tiers, so the landing areas for birdie attempts will be small. It's like a second shot golf course. Approach will be a key stat this week to look for, um, as you will see a lot of shots hit the green and roll off if you don't hit it in the right area. The greens are Bermuda grass and will run around 12 on the stamp meter. So kind of just to a couple other tidbits, the greens are crazy. Like they're going to be really, really difficult. Um, you just need to be in the right spot. The layout is interesting. Uh, no set shot shape. Say that three times. No set shot shape is needed as far as left to right or right to left. It, it favors neither. So neither a draw or a fade. It favors neither. Um, comparable golf courses. So other Jack Nicholas design that it's compared to is Muirfield Village, which is where the Memorial Tournament is held each year. So that's one tournament that we can look back on and see the leaderboards and kind of figure out who does well at, at some Jack Nicholas designs. And uh, since no, you know, not many golfers have seen the course, it's going to be important to get some good practice time in around these greens um, this week. So Unfortunately, um, Homa might not go back to back. Uh, he is not going to be playing a practice round, I don't believe. So who knows? We'll see. Um, basically, for the WGC events, since it's a no cut, you're going to need a winner this week. So I personally think DJ or Rom have the best chance to win. So DJ and Rom will be 
in my lineup this week. I'm going to be going very, very aggressive with one lineup, um, playing both the two highest price golfers. And I'm going to be having two low price guys I think can do well. Um, but it's just going to be an aggressive strategy this week. And that's, that's kind of how I'm going to go. So let's get into the golfers. I like, um, quick nine, uh, nine golfers. I like, I'll probably give you a couple more this week. Um, but Dustin Johnson heads the charge at $11,600 in world number one. He is the WGC killer. Let's see the last five years, 2016, a 14th at this event, 2017, the first 2018, the seventh 2019, a first in 2020, a 48th, but just had a eighth last week at the Genesis. Um, obviously, like I said, this is the first year that this will be at this course, but if those trends continue, he won in 17, he won in 19. So in 2021, it seems like every other year, this man will win. I'm not calling it, but I think Dustin wins. I think he is the best golfer in the field. So, you know, at six to one, it's not a great bet, but he will be in my DraftKings lineup. He is literally in the top 10 of every stat I'm looking at this week. And uh, it's hard not to back world number one. Next guy, like I said, John Rahm will be in my lineup, $11,100. Again, I think they have the best opportunity to win. Uh, I mean, in a WGC event in the last four years, he has two third place finishes. He has a top 20 and in 2019, he's placed 45th. He's had three top 15 finishes his last three times out. Um, again, just a great driver of the golf ball. Score, scores very, very well. If you give him four rounds, he'll probably have one round that's going to be really good. That will boost him up the leaderboard. His ball striking is great. Um, you know, off the tee game, it's hard to find anyone better as well. So really liking both DJ and John Rahm, like I said. One guy that's going to be very interesting this week is is Patrick Cantlay. Patrick Cantlay comes in at ten thousand dollars, and based on his you know recent finishes, he had a third at Pebble and a fifteenth at the Genesis. He kind of faltered um, come Sunday. He didn't have the best Sunday round, but plays tremendously well at Jack Nicholas designed courses. Uh, he won the Memorial Tournament in twenty nineteen at 19 under par, uh, two strokes better than Adam Scott. And it just seems like he's playing at a very, very high clip uh, lately. Uh, And I think that he is going to be very popular at $10,000. You're getting a nice savings from uh, the top guys. Uh, You know, Xander's $10,800. JT is $10,500. And Rory's $10,400. And you can make an argument that you know, Cantlay is playing just as good as any of those. So um, for some price savings, you might you might see some people rostered uh, Cantlay. I will not play Cantlay this week. I think there's, like I said, the opportunity for a blow-up from him. Uh, you know, my nickname obviously is Can't Play. Sometimes he can't play. And uh, I, you know, I don't want to put a hex on the guy, but I hope it's this week so I can win some more money. Uh <laughs> Next guy, um, so that'll be my pivot. I'm not playing Cantlay. 
Uh, next guy, I won't have him in my lineup since I'm only playing one, but I do like him this week. It's Cameron Smith at $8,700. Cameron Smith is another guy that plays very well on Nicholas Design courses. So let me see here. Uh, Cameron Smith. So Cameron Smith right now is third in this field on approach, fifth around the greens. Uh, opportunities inside 12 feet is 22nd. So great WGC record, 2019, a sixth, and 2020, a 22nd. Just had a fourth last week. Um, I really like him. Uh, just basically, he's got the most buttery, girthy, mullet right now like just a flow stick oh my goodness if you've seen it if not go on the googles search up cameron smith and you'll see some nice looking locks shaved on the sides flowing river in the back it's nice and the man i mean he's got a great haircut but he also plays really well like really well in no cut events so at 8700 I think that's a great price. I'm trying to look up some stats for him here. Great putter. Let's see. Uh, Cameron Smith. All right. So he's been trending up last 16 rounds, uh, 28th in the field. He really good putter, 12 to 18 feet, ranks 8th. So... Like I said, you might not be able to get it close to the hole this week, so uh, you're wanting some guys that can make uh, some 12 to 18 footers. So Cameron Smith is on my short list. I really, really like to play him, but just the way my lineup's set up, I will not be able to get there. Next guy, same thing, will not be able to get there, but if I was entering more than one lineup, which I still have time to do, I might throw um, a couple shekels on some of these guys. Uh, but Joaquin Neiman, Waco. Waco comes in at $8,100. Uh, just the Wonder Kid is uh, playing really well as well. And 8100 I mean, he's this week's winner of this man is too damn cheap. I, oh man, I really want to play Joaquin Neiman. He ranks out really well um, just based on, you know, the form that he's coming in and the way that this man hits the ball. So, He's ranked fourth in opportunities within 12 feet. He's ranked 17th in approach, 15th around the green, fourth in ball striking, 14th in you know great drives. Um, he hasn't played this event before, or at least in the last five years. And I, I think this is his first WGC, so we'll see how he does. Obviously, everyone's kind of in that same boat, not having uh, been at this course before, so could help him. And uh, and 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 he you know likes uh, Jack Nicholas design courses as well. So the Memorial Tournament, like I said, he finished sixth in 2018. Let's see, Neiman didn't play it in 2019, and didn't play it in 2020. So uh, he is only one timer at the Memorial and he finished sixth though. Good thing to see there. Um, you know, hard not to play Neiman this week. Next guy, 
Harris English, $7,500. Uh, this is another candidate for this man is too damn cheap. Uh, it's a price correction that should he shouldn't be this low. $7,500. He's going to be extremely popular, but I don't care. I mean, I need the savings if I'm going to be playing both Rom and DJ. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to plug in the free square uh, for Harris English. And he has... Let's see, missed his last two cuts out at the Farmers and the Waste Management. But he, I think he lives in North Carolina or South Carolina. So he's back on, you know, the East Coast and the South where he's probably more comfortable with Bermuda grass. Uh, He is a great iron player. Um, He's ranked 14th in this field in approach and 23rd in opportunities within 12 feet 16th and birdie or better so the man makes birdies if he gets hot i think he's had two weeks off of rest he didn't play the last two weeks so um, get his mind right work with his coach and and get back to the form that he's you know been used to he's elite at times and uh, i think 7500 is just too cheap so i like harris english Next guy, Ryan Palmer, another popular guy who you just need to kind of take your savings. So with the top golfers in the world here this week, um, you've got some mispriced guys. And I think Ryan Palmer is another mispriced guy that I'm going to take advantage of at $7,200. He's, you know, let's just take the Memorial Tournament um, in 2020. So last year, Memorial, John Rahm won. Then Ryan Palmer came in second. So wherever Rom plays pretty well, Ryan Palmer normally follows suit just because they're buddies. And um, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird thing to uh, to see. But uh, as long as Ryan Palmer doesn't hit it in the water, like there's a lot of water around here. And one of those things that Ryan Palmer likes to do is hit it in the drink. If he stays dry, I think that he's going to have a great week this week. He can make birdies in bunches. And uh, like I said, just really think that he's mispriced. Um, like I said, shooting off the hip here. Next guy, Mackenzie Hughes. Mackenzie Hughes. So these are my two guys in the 6K that I'm going to be looking at. Mackenzie Hughes and Eric Van Royen. So Mackenzie Hughes is $6,400. And Eric Van Royen is $6,200. So really, really cheapies right here. And uh, I think just the way that this tournament is set up with people that have four guaranteed rounds, um, it kind of releases some of the pressure of making the cut where they can kind of just go out and play their game. Um, you got the best players in the field here. And uh, I think these two guys, you know, really – have the opportunity to make a splash in, in top 20, this thing, um, and even, you know, hit the top 10. So last year in golf club of Chapultepec, WGC Mexico, Eric Van Royen finished third and Mackenzie Hughes didn't play it, but he had a 32nd in 2017. He had a 32nd last week at the Genesis. He was a great par five guy, great short game, gate great putter and Eric Van Royen is kind of in the same boat as Ryan Palmer as long as the man stays dry off the tee I think he's got the uh, the iron and wedge play to uh, to really make a splash so 
those are my two guys in the 6k range that I'll be playing and and I and I'm interested to see how this goes this week with with not many people seeing the course before you know obviously you had a couple people see it in college um with this whole tiger thing surrounding you know the PGA tour what was really shitty and it was so dumb of these reporters so you have this whole tiger thing and of course Justin Thomas JT gets caught in it, in in his presser um in his in his presser today he was asked you know about tigers crash and 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 things like that and obviously he got choked up and just gave his best wishes for the family because I mean he's really close with Tiger and his kid and and Charlie and and obviously you know they play golf together so he's more concerned about you know Charlie and the kids and hearing that his you know dad got in a crash but they asked him about the crash and then literally the next question after this man is like kind of choking up holding back tears they asked him like oh how's the greens this week how's the green complex it's like what a insensitive asshole comment by the reporter and it's just like okay at that moment you just kind of end and really understand what's going on here like I said he transcends the golf and we give him his best wishes and I'm and I'm hoping that you know someone really gets a dub this week and if it's JT awesome like more power to him I'll have zero bets on JT I'll have zero bets on DK with JT but it would be so awesome after a crappy tournament last week if JT turns it around and just snipes a win for him. So I'll be rooting for that. I'll lose all my money, but it really doesn't matter. So, wow, look at that. 33 minutes. Went over the 30 minutes about nothing. So I'm hoping that you got something out of it. And as always, I appreciate you listening. Stay positive. Stay groovy. Love you. Bye.